Hello, this is Bob. And this is Jordan. And this is Shop Talks. We're here in Boise, Idaho, sitting at the tattoo shop. Shooting the shit. Shooting the shit. It's ought to be this evening today. Yeah, I think um, we mentioned a little bit about free will last time, and I think, yeah, we want to get a little deeper in that. Yeah, can I, can I say subject. something more, real quick about last week? Um, I, I really hope that if you listened... Or if you haven't listened, you will listen to last week's podcast. I think the importance of that self-talk, I don't think we can stress that enough. Self-love. Self-love, self-talk, and be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I, I've tried it all this week, and I've worked on it all this week, and it does make a difference. Makes a big difference. It's and it's hard, it, but it's hard work. Oh, it's very hard. It's, it's challenging, and you feel work. like an idiot when you you really do. And it's like, yeah. there's no good reason for that. Like no. you know. You don't feel like an idiot when you talk down to yourself all day, every day. No. But the well, moment you, you do, you do because you, you make do, yourself an idiot. You do, but you don't, not, not, not like at the front yeah. of the consciousness. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, but when you, tr- but like the moment you try to tell yourself something nice, you're like, what a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it comes up again. So, push past that. It's okay to feel like a dork. By yourself anyway. That's right. You know? That's right. You know, they, I got invited to this thing, uh, this channel on Facebook called Nerds Against Humanity. And I've always thought myself, of myself as a nerd. Mm-hmm. And I look at these things at this page, I'm like, I'm not even close anymore. No, you're just not even cl- Not even nerdy enough qualify. anymore. I'm not even cool anymore because I'm not a nerd enough. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so please begin with your premise on free will. What led you to this? So... So, well, what led me to it's a long story. That'd probably take another 10 hours worth of podcasts. But the, uh, <laughs> what I was saying, and I don't remember how much was on last week's We actually podcast. talked more after the podcast. You said you want to talk about free will. Well, we talked more after. We okay, talked okay. more yeah, after, yeah. 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 Okay, so I, was, I, didn't, I just didn't want to like and I shot a bunch and, of crap. And that, we shot some things back and forth. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I... And granted, my I'm I'm not somebody who, if, unless I am like real sure about something, I don't hold like a fixed position. But I don't have like a strong fixed position on the issue of free will. This is just something that I was thinking about that I find really interesting. Okay. Um, so don't think that what I'm saying or espousing is like, oh, this is the hill I'm going to die on. I just this is the to the best of my understanding at this point in time. You know? I don't really know if there's. Ever That's usually any... my opinion. Is only to the best of my understanding at this point in time. Don't worry, it'll probably change by next week. Right. I don't know. know if there's any such thing as a hill to die on. You can say that, but I mean, that that kind of stifles your free will. I use exactly. the fingers. Use free the fingers. Will. Free will. So. Amazing. Preparation each. Yeah. So, <laughs> that. Um, Sorry. No, but. The I was thinking of the, the kind of the, the 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 idea that most people have or that you have free will I think is fairly widely accepted. I would say that most people would say, "Oh yeah, I have free will. I get to make the decisions throughout the day, and those decisions, um, you know, inform." the direction of my life, you know, that's the idea behind free will, basically, you know, hey, I am in control of the decisions I make, and those 
decisions haven't, you know, are, are the things that impact or that have an impact on my life, the direction of my life. So, first, I want to get into the fact that there's there's a lot of factors at play here that people don't usually consider, yeah. and I think that's probably um, what makes it a little hard or a little bit obscure for people to see that there's any sort of paradox here. It seems, because I mean, on the surface, it seems fairly self-explanatory. Like, well, well obviously, I get up in the morning right? and I, I go, what kind of cereal do I want? And I look at the cereal boxes for a minute and I decide I don't want cereal and I get a bagel. Free will, right? Like, that's the, you know, it's in anything, in any moment. Oh, I was driving to work and thought, huh, maybe I'd like a coffee. And then I pulled off to get a coffee. Or I didn't pull off to get, right? This is, that's the general consensus. It's a very basic, simple idea that most people think, oh, sure, easy peasy. Yeah, free well, will. you know, but the thing is, though, there's a driving factor behind that because I drive by, on the way to work, I drive by at least two places I could stop and get coffee, not count, you know, that are just coffee stands mm -hmm. uh, or coffee ven vendors. And uh, I think, well, do I want a coffee or do I want to get a smoothie or, you know, do I stop at McDonald's to get a, get a burrito and a, you know, something like, you know, mm -hmm. soft drink or something, you know, or, you know, and uh, time kind of limits that depending on the day. Sure. So, and I mean, that limits, there's, so there's limitations to free will based on mm -hmm. choices you make beforehand. And that's, that's part of it. That's part of what I think creates this, what I would call, like, what I call it's a paradox a, of free will. It's a con is consequence for actions. There are a number of confounding factors that influence every decision that you're not aware of in the moment, usually. So, when you get up in the morning and you look at your cereals, and then you decide to have that bagel. You think, oh, I made the decision to have that bagel. The reality of the situation is, whether you looked at them and you picked the cereal or you picked the bagel, you made a decision either way. Right. After the decision is made, it's not like you could have made a different decision. You made that one, right? You can argue all day long, oh, I had the choice between the bagels and the cereal. But you didn't pick it. You picked the bagel. Now, all of the decisions that led up to that influence it, right? Everything in your life influences every decision that you make. Everything that happened previously influences that decision. You know, how well did I sleep? Am I craving cheese? This is, and this is the other thing, right? Like you were saying, okay, driving down the road and do I want a soft drink? Do I, I'm gonna go stop and get a coffee, blah, blah, blah. But you said, when I drive past these two coffee places, I think to myself, this and this and this. Well, here's, what about this? If you hadn't driven past any coffee shops, would you have ever wanted or thought, hey, I'll stop and get a coffee to begin with? No. So was that really your decision to stop and get that coffee? Well, at the point that you made it, you probably felt like it was your choice. But you didn't even realize that the idea for coffee wasn't even yours. Right. The idea for coffee came from the fact that you drove past the coffee shop. Right. I, I just like, 
Now that's a part of what I'm talking about, but that's still you, right? That's still you driving past a coffee shop and you being influenced by the visual stimulus. Right. Oh, now I feel like I might need to get coffee. Right. Now that doesn't really put this free will into the arena of a paradox yet. Yet. Right. Um, but that is one additional factor that is outside of the immediate decision and therefore, I think, in conflict with um, a what you might call like a perfect free will, right? Or a, a, an, an adulterated idea of free will. <clears throat> the um, another and seemingly to me more important aspect is the factors at play that aren't you that are just merely things happening in the world around this decision yeah right you pull in to get a coffee and the coffee line is so long right but you decide oh, I'm gonna wait in it anyway so you wait in it and you wait for 30 minutes 40 minutes and you go I'm not waiting for coffee anymore and then you pull out you didn't get your coffee you made the decision to get the coffee but you sat around in the line and then based on your patience or lack of patience or lack of time or lack of time right well, I, ha I have to be to work at nine so this decision's out of my hands um, now we're talking about emotional confounding factors for, for decision making and that's where it starts to get tricky that's where the paradox really starts to come into play because when we start to say oh I wasn't able to wait so I didn't get the coffee is that still your decision because you wanted the coffee, yet you were compelled by whatever um, emotional mechanisms were at play at the time that you, I do, I just do not have the patience to wait here. Let's say you don't have anywhere to be, but you just, I'm sick of waiting in this line. You don't get your coffee. Now, is that your decision? No. No, that's not your decision. What's that's the ripples of the world. Well, that's the ripples of the world, but that's the ripples. That's still you. There's other ripples of the world. I want to get to them in a minute. Okay. The I couldn't, I can't wait in line is indirectly ripples of the world, but directly you, right? It's, it's I, my inability emotionally to deal with this situation prevented me from making this decision the way that I wanted to. Right. So... I would say that that is, at least in part, a removal of free will. Maybe not in whole, because it's still your own drama that, that kept you from what you wanted, yeah. right? But your own drama, your, um, your emotional fortitude in a given situation is not built up of you. It's built up in you of all the interactions that you've ever had in your whole life. So 
every person, your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, your aunts, your uncles, all the kids at school, and the boy, your girl you lost your virginity to, you know, your fucking high school sweetheart, your, 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 uh, your best friend in college, your, whatever, all these people. And you interacted with hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people. Oh, yeah. And all of those people inform on who you are and how you grow. Yeah. So every time you make a decision, it's also influenced by the thousands of people that have influenced you previously. Okay. The way you make the decision, the f whether or not you can sit and wait for your coffee. Yeah. That's a simple one. It's a, it's a silly, simple one, but it's a simple one to understand, so I'll keep using it. Right. Um, whether or not you can sit and wait for that coffee isn't a free will matter. It's a matter of all of the many thousands of interactions that you've had up until that point that inform or have constructed your emotional self. Are you, are you, are you, are you patient enough to do that? Or are you, um, let's see, are you, are you just so unconcerned about it that you just go and get a coffee at the gas station in two minutes? Because you didn't even want to wait 10 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. But the point is, crappy those decisions, the whether or not I'm going to wait, the oh, I'm going to leave and get coffee, the oh, fuck it, I'm not going to get anything, oh, I'm just going to drink water out of the faucet and have an apple, the, whatever. You could have any number of iterations of choices. Yeah. But whatever it is, whatever choice you make, it wasn't you making it in the moment you felt like it was you making it but what was happening was all of the many things that have influenced and impacted who you think you are you know your ego your your projection of self the idea of bob um that has been constructed since you were first born or maybe before in the womb you know um all of that is what's influencing this decision. But that construction of self, that Bob, the, the ego, um, that's not you. That's the idea and the picture that you hold of yourself and who you are that is based entirely on input from everyone else. Right. That's what makes that. That's what makes that picture of self is all of the many different interactions. Right. And so I think that because of that, knowing that, it's very hard to look at a decision and say, oh yeah, I have free will in that. I know for a fact I can decide what shoes I want to wear in the morning, <laughs> but every morning I wear these shoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, how many shoes do you have to choose from? 15, 20 pairs. A lot. A lot. You always have the same shoes on. Why? They're comfortable, right? 
really easy just to get on? It's a combination of things, I think. Well, you wear the fucking same shoes. So. If, I'm, if, I, if I have to answer the question, you know, I would like to, my ego would like me to answer the question and say because they're comfortable and every morning I pick those shoes. But I know that that's not true because I've thought about this with the shoes specifically. Right. You know, the, the, the ego, and the ego loves the idea of free will. We want that. You know, that's power. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I do um, what I want. Yeah. And, and so that would, that's what you, I would like to think, or that's what my ego would like to think about the shoes that I'm wearing right now. But the reality is, I look at them every morning and I go, man, those are grody, ugly, holy shoes. And then I go, but they're wide, they allow my foot to spread out, and they're comfortable. <laughs> Every morning I look at them and I go, man, those shoes kind of suck. And I put them on anyway because they don't. They fit the bill for all of the different parts and pieces and interactions that I've had up until this point that make me the type of person that will wear the oldest, crappiest pair of shoes simply because I have no idea exactly why. Do you know? I really don't know why. And I kid you not, I have the exact same pair of shoes that are almost brand new. And I wear these ones. <laughs> I don't, I, why? Why? I don't know. But it's not me. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's something. Yeah. Maybe could it be that your wife hasn't got sick of them and thrown them out yet? Well, that also wouldn't be me. Okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? There's a thing yeah. here. There's a thing, that, and we're there's something there that you're totally missing, you know. In this, and that's anyway. All of this has kind of led me to this conclusion that although it feels in the moment like you have free will, the reality of the situation is that the confounding factors in the decision are so complex and so numerous that you would not be able to say, oh, I have X amount of percentage of influence in this decision. Right. Although, I'm, it, to my mind, that would be the, a way to try to categorize it, although a useless one. Um, right. Every decision you make is informed by all of these different influences, not just how do I feel in the moment. Well, that's the decision I want. Because how you feel in the moment and the decision that you want was influenced and informed by everything that happened before. Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, yeah. And that, that's, what, that's what creates that paradox. You're not making a decision in a vacuum, essentially. Yeah. That you can boil it down. Well, if you'd like to use very basic, simple, constructionist terms, you would say, you would have free will if you were only existent in that split second if your mind and your consciousness didn't exist before and wouldn't exist after, right, and only that decision was there and presented, and only that decision was able to be consciously acknowledged, well, there was to, nothing else. You know, that's what it would take. It'd have to be validated. Every single choice had to be validated by the cosmos. Yeah, and so like to have free will in this real like hardline sense is next to impossible 
Because you'd have to be completely removed with all of the influence that came before that informed that decision. Right. So it reminds me, I have two things here in my thoughts here with what you're talking about. Uh, my, one of my favorite shows is Scrubs. And in one of the episodes, J.D. talks about how every so often you say something that nobody should hear or you make a, you make a mistake. And, the, and he says, if you, what if you had an opera singer behind you to remind you you made a mistake? And, he did, and so you make a mistake and that guy comes out the minute you do it and he goes, mistake, you know, and, mm -hmm. and he might hold his note longer if it was a bigger mistake than others, okay? And then the other thing I think of is uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Huh. The old knight says, you have chosen holy. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, well, he picked that big asshole's fucking goblet, like that big old fucking jeweled chalice yeah. with the... With the, the cup uh, of Christ. Yeah, right. Oh, the cup of Christ. I like, first of all, I love the Indiana Jones series. So, yeah. like, if you want to get me off topic and nerding out and just bring up Indiana Jones, but. Oh, yeah. You have chosen wisely. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So, that's, yeah, so that's, but that's what it reminds me of. It's like, you know, you make a choice. I mean, realistically, it really boils down to consequence. You know, and, and you know, we've talked about memories and how. We shouldn't wallow in memories. We should learn from memories. That's what Jordan Peterson says. Mm -hmm. Memories aren't free to wallow in and to be defeated by. Yeah, they're, they're there to help you remember, purpose. don't do this. Or do this. Or, or do this. Do this. Yes. Or, hey, look right. what happened when you did it this way. And maybe. And this is the thing. Like, Thank the, you for saying it that way. The, the more I, I really want to encourage this uh, um, non-dualistic thinking. It's not, it's not either good or bad. It's not either there or not. It's not either form or n no form. It's not either, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. empty or full. It could be half full. It could be a quarter full. It could be dirty on the inside. Right. It could be full of 22% cat hair, 3% lint, and 16% um, water moisture and some mold. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, these yeah. are all... And so whenever I look at anything, and honestly, I don't even remember exactly what you had said, but it's, it's never this or this anymore. Right. Well, I try to make sure it's like, well, what, what's there actually? I, I, you know, I, the, half, the glass is half full or the glass is half empty thing. My idea of approach to that now is either I'm either going to empty the glass by drinking it or I'm going to fill it up the rest of the way, problem solved. See what I'm saying? You know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Who gives a fuck? They're both here now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's and that goes. See, and I guess for some of the conversations you have, you, you know, we talked about this last night on the phone when we were yeah, yeah. arranging for tonight instead of doing it last night. Um, you you um, you ask stupid questions sometimes, and sometimes stupid questions they don't. What well, remember I sent you the Second Timothy. To uh -huh. 23 through, I think it's 27 or 26 or 27 or 28. And it says, it says, do not ask unwise questions that gender, that may gender strife. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's the, the idea of what we're doing here. We're having a conversation. We're not, not necessarily agreeing on everything, but we're not gendering strife towards each other. No, yeah, yeah. But we're having right. a, an open conversation. And maybe you are asking stupid questions, but it doesn't gender strife. I mean, if That's anyone could idea. give me a simple answer, 
then I'll concede that it's a stupid question. But I have never, I have yet to hear a simple answer. And that's the thing about questions. If it can yeah. be answered very simply and plainly, and well, or the reason to ask, the reason behind not, asking not the question. Quick. Like uh, I had a friend at DirecTV, we were given, they'd set up, DirecTV was changing their satellite dishes from a 14 inch round dish to a 24 inch oval dish. Oh. And so we had this 45 minute training that lasted 30 minutes. Well, we were off the phones 45 minutes. At the end of that, if we didn't finish, we had to get back on the phones early. Mm -hmm. And so this guy who raised his hands, he's raised his hand to ask a question. He says, uh, uh, will this work on a submarine? And then, so later we asked him what he, why he, I asked him why he did that. And he had a reputation of, you know, the stoner dude, you know, type thing at work. But I asked him why he did that. He goes, well, there was 15 minutes left of the training. I didn't want to get back on the phone. I was asking, I was just asking questions to, to stretch out the time. And that's the only thing I, th I could think of asking. Yeah. He, he says, I know it sounded stupid, but I wanted to fill the time. I didn't want to get back on the phone. Well, and and I was like, that's I know, I know, like, cares, I don't understand that. Like, phone not But at, phone. That, at that moment, like, you know, working on the phones full time, you understand that, oh, yeah, who, who wants to get back on the fucking phone? But if, if, I can, if I can get my full 45 minutes, I'm taking my full 45 minutes. I'll have said Even this if before. I go sit on the toilet and don't take a shit. I've said this before, <laughs> and I will say it again. I don't... I, under, I understand that as much as I can. Right. But I don't... I don't understand that really. No, um, I appreciate that. I can understand you're not why you wouldn't feel that way. Because, I mean, you don't, understand, you don't work on the phone, so it's... But... I, to say this, I have worked other unpleasant jobs. Yeah, um, I worked at Wendy's. I mowed lawns. I, um, other things that are just what you might call like menial tasks. Yeah, um, we should all have that kind of job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I but I didn't. I don't. Everyone hated it, but me. I loved it. I, and I kid you not, and this will sound so stupid, and maybe, you know, everyone will be like, oh, that's fucking bullshit, he's just full of shit, and that's fine. But I, I loved working at Wendy's on the grill, flipping burgers, Excuse me. every bit as much as I loved this. Yeah. And that's silly, because this is fucking great. And most people would think that they're completely, they're not even comparable, right? Yeah. You know? But I don't fucking care like the it doesn't it, it it has never been for me like oh what am i doing like it's nice i like to tattoo but realistically the reason why i like to tattoo is because i get to do what i want say what i want enjoy my time um talk to people yeah have good conversation right yeah but the reason that I loved being a grill cook at Wendy's was because I could dance around and do tricks with my spatula and um, <laughs> I could see have too. fun and slide back and forth on the greasy tile and talk to people and goof off. I don't, you know, what, like, I don't know. I just, like, I'm going to be there, right? I'm going to be there. I'm doing it. I don't, 
I don't know, the more I do this, the less I fucking care what I'm doing. Like, in a good way. Yeah. Like, oh, um, crawl under the shop and fucking rotor-rooter out the sewer line, get, get covered in shit for five hours? Like, I had fun, I had a blast. No joke, like, I was just down there, like, in the crawl space, poopy, shitty water and toilet, fucking just sewage all over the place, trying to clean this main line out. I had a blast, I had a blast, it was great. I had fun, did I, was I not having fun, Mike? We were down there for hours, and like, it was fucking disgusting, and hot as shit, and you're covered in shit, actual shit. I, it was great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Uh, I'm maybe. I'm fucking. Maybe I'm insane. I would like, have made me claustrophobic. It's just. What are you doing? Like, you open your eyes in a moment and you go, oh, oh here I am. They're all great. Yeah. Even the ones where you're covered in poop are fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, fucking, I don't know what to say about it. Like, yeah. but, and, and it's more and more that way now. I don't want, to, I'm not, not to say that, like, I've always felt and been exactly like, you know, in this frame of reference, but enough so that when I was in high school, like, I really loved working at Wendy's. And I look back on it and I go, you know what? If I lost everything and I found myself working a grill at Wendy's tomorrow, like, I would be happy with that. Like, I don't know that my wife would. I don't know, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that it would fucking yeah. work for everyone else, but like, I'd have a blast, yeah. you know? Like, fuck it. <laughs> that doesn't have much to do with free will, but I... No, so I understand what you're saying. It's, you know, it's, it's where you're at, it's where you choose, you know. But I mean, it really is, it does boil down how you choose things. It does, I mean, your, your perspective of your free will, whether you really think you have it or not, it really boils down to your attitude and how you face things. Yeah. I don't, and your think, coping I don't really think that I have much in the way of free will. However, the free will that I do believe that everybody has and that I have and that I try to exercise to the fullest is that in each and every little moment of the day, mm -hmm. Every little split down, just teeniest chunk of time that you're conscious of, every one of them, you have decision. It's not a lot of different decisions that you have, you have a decision. And that's, do I, what, how, what, which direction am I moving in? Which direction am I turning? Yeah. Am I turning towards love? Or am I turning towards hate? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's much broader and more complex than that, but that's the most simple way, I think, that I could say it. You know? Each and every little second, what am I doing? If I'm here, if I'm choosing to be right here, right now, right here, with every little split second, yeah. of experience. I'm not thinking about this other thing that's going to happen in 10 minutes. I'm not thinking about the fight that I had with my wife this morning. I'm not thinking about the tattoo that I have to do tomorrow. I'm right exactly in the moment thinking exactly about what I'm engaged in. Yeah. With love. That's it. That's the decision. 
Are you present? Are you exactly present with what's going on right, right now? Right now? Or are you not? Are you somewhere else? Are you worrying about yesterday or tomorrow or your ex-girlfriend from high school 22 years ago? Yeah. Whatever the many myriad of things that you fuss and fiddle and worry about. That's it for me. That's the free will you get. You get to decide whether you're actually going to show up for your life or whether the whole thing is going to happen around you while you're thinking about something else. Okay. That is, if that is that yeah. is the free will that you have. Yeah. To participate or not. Yeah. Are you, are you doing it? Are you really doing it? Because really, really, we're just talking and 40% of your brain was thinking about how you're hungry, 10% was thinking about how maybe you want to take a shit in 20 minutes, and another 15% was thinking about, oh man, if this runs late, Autumn's not going to be too happy with me, and it's going to be like four or five days before we get to have sex again. You see what I'm saying? There's all these things, and the mind's going... While you're trying to sit and have a conversation with somebody, while you're trying to sit and focus on your tattoo... Well, I'm trying to find, trying to think of things to say you know, that aren't clever, that are intelligent, to keep up with you, but also to stay engaged in the conversation as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because we really do fly by the seat of our pants here. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you kind of think of what you might say in the, in the midst of it. I'm trying to, you know, but I mean, it's well, really organic, I think. I, I'm hoping, anyway, it sounds organic. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it should be because you don't fucking write anything down. Occasionally, it'll be like, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about this? Hey, I'm all excited about this. And then we'll yeah. talk a bit about it. And then we'll be like, all right, cool, next week. Yeah. That's the preparation. That's the thing. But I don't care. I like that. I don't want to write things yeah. down. I want to sit down and have a conversation with my friend. Yeah. That's why, that's why I'm doing this. That's what I told you at the beginning. That's always what it's going to be for me. It's like, I want a chance to sit down, have a conversation with you because I love you and because yeah. we, we share interesting ideas together. Yeah, I agree. That's it. Yeah. But, but, um, the, but back to, the, to the, the free will thing, I mean, that's, to my mind, that's the, that's, the, that's the joke. That's the thing is that the free will that you think you have you don't have right the free will that people think they're exercising it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter one it doesn't matter at all does it right. matter whether you pick fucking cheerios or cornflakes no no does it matter whether you pick a fucking mercedes or a dodge no because a mercedes is a dodge <laughs> does it matter whether you pick a dodge or a ford no, no. does it matter whether you cut hair or tattoo no no it doesn't does it matter whether you work on the phones or you're a surgeon no. No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. But what does matter is whether you decide to show up and be present in each moment of your life. And that's really the only choice that you have. Because whether you become a doctor or you work at McDonald's, you still got to show up. You still got to show up either yeah. way. And yeah, I, mean, I know I know people who fucking are doctors who make plenty of money and hate their fucking lives and I know people who work at McDonald's who love it and and love their life so yeah what's the fucking joke here what's the trick do you know what I mean like it's not about all these things that you think it's about and whether or not you become a doctor is one not a decision that you actually made it's something that was 
set down, so to speak. Yeah. Now, you can say, the fuck it was, I was born to a single mother who was on welfare, and we had to use food stamps, and, uh, you know, I didn't get a Christmas present until I bought my own Christmas present when I was 20. And I fucking made every fucking choice, and I worked my ass off to get into college and to become a doctor. Don't you dare for a second tell me that those weren't my decisions that I don't have free well, That's will. all showing up. My point is, that is showing up, but you say that, and I hear everything in my life was pushing me to become something better than how I was raised. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm trying to minimize anything. I'm pretty. I'm pretty famous for that. I don't want to minimize anything. So, <laughs> go, so, go for it. Bro. But um, I. But that's what you're. But that's really what you're. You're being pushed to show up. Huh? You're pushed to be something better than anybody else to exceed everybody else's expectations. Maybe. Of you. Maybe you're pushed to be something to exceed everyone's expectations. Well, who gives? Maybe a, you're pushed to um to. Well, Go at some live point. on the street, start drinking, and then commit suicide. At some point, maybe though, you're pushed to—I don't know. But the point is that wherever you ended up, it didn't fucking happen in a vacuum. Right. You didn't end up there by yourself. You ended up there because of the numerous, the myriad of interactions that you had leading up to it. Right. Well, you either become nihilistic, and it doesn't matter what other people think, or you become independent enough, independent-minded enough. That it doesn't. What other people think doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So, or you're stuck in that mode of worrying about what other people think. So it's you know it's either you're there or you're not. But I it's, mean, it's kind of like a teeter totter effect. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's not a good analogy. But this is this is the thing I'll, I'll say about about that about worrying. This idea of worrying what other people think, right. and generally worrying what other people think about you because you don't worry what other people think about about their breakfast cereal or you don't worry what other people think about their tube socks <laughs> you worry what they think about you yeah usually um, <coughs> my socks are pretty fun and comfortable man. yeah, <laughs> yeah man. sorry buddy so um sorry oh you're all right um Sorry, say what you're saying. So it doesn't matter what other people think of you. Doesn't matter what's, what tube socks you wear or the so series you, you pick. Nobody care. Nobody else cares about that. But yeah, what other people think about you? What other people think about you? is a direct reflection of their issues and who they are. Yes, I'd agree with that. What other people feel about you, if they're in touch with their feelings, is a direct reflection of how you show up and who you are emotionally in a situation. Yeah. That, that and that's that's an important distinction because people think all sorts of things about other people that are usually incorrect 
and the things that they think are normally based on whatever emotional triggers that they have in themselves that they don't see or understand. Right. So, you know, that's, you know, some of the most basic examples of that would be like, you know, a, a kid who's a bully at school, right? Shows up, you know, always running around, pushing kids' dick in the dirt. And, you know, he thinks he's tough and he's grumpy and, you know, this is just what he does because it's fun for him and he likes the, the power. Yeah. And, the, and the, to take advantage of somebody weaker, right? Right. Now, and this also speaks to free will, so this, it's talking, this, this, is a, this applies to a lot of different things that we're talking about, but um, that kid, let's say the kid's eight. He's in third grade. Shows up, walking around the playground, and sees this kid who's got a Snoopy shirt on. Goes up, I don't like, I don't like your shirt. Pushes him off the swing into the dirt. Right? Okay. So, what happened? Why did it happen? There's lots of different ways to interpret that situation. I think maybe a basic, or maybe like the most mainstream interpretation of that would be like, well that kid's rude, or he's a, a little brat, or he's a shithead, and he doesn't, his parents don't punish him, or they don't control him, and, so, right. and he uh, acts out yeah. because of a lack of discipline, et cetera, et cetera. Right. right. That's probably the most typical explanation of that type of behavior. Although I would say that that's usually wrong. That's usually incorrect. Um, generally, children who are bullying and aggressive are that way because they have been treated poorly yeah, their parents by their parents, or by their older parents sibling. or older siblings. Yeah. Because they feel a lack of of control in their own life and they're put upon negatively by people of power and influence over them they'll go and do the same thing to somebody that they view as smaller and weaker than they are so it's more of just mirroring of behavior now it's not always a direct mirroring you right. know you might find that a child who it was um, verbally and emotionally abused is bullying somebody. Or you might find that a child that is really quiet and self-harms is consistently beaten by his mother. So it's not always a direct mirror yeah. of behavior, but you're going to... But anyway, the, the behavior that is displayed by a person is a direct result of the behavior and the coping mechanisms that their developing prefrontal cortex was taught and learned and integrated as part of their identity as their brain developed. And this is why I say, no, 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 that decision that you made at 25 wasn't really yours. 
because that prefrontal cortex that maybe just finished developing, that you just made that logical choice with, grew and fed itself and developed itself and built itself and constructed all these little nuanced parts and pieces of itself yeah. with those same interactions that that bully had with his parents or his older siblings or his the people in his life that did whatever they did. Right. But I can tell you for a fact that there's no fucking eight-year-old living that is wholly responsible for their own behavior. That's not the case. An eight-year-old is completely emotionally unregulated, well not completely, but in large part emotionally unregulated. And they will be not fully emotionally regulated and not capable of fully making a logical decision until the age of 25 to 27. Yeah. 25 for men, 27 for women? Or I, think women are, I think it's vice versa. Is it vice versa? Yeah, women... Always, I'm not sure. Women, women mature women mature sooner than men. A little bit sooner? Yeah. So, like... But anyway, 25, 27. Well, you know, um, that was that's an interesting conversation we have sometime, too, about, about that whole thing about... Because it does tie into free will. Huh. What? Um, so, if you go back to the creation, Adam and Eve in the garden. Okay. Right? Um, some of the things that women that can be attributed to how woman makes decisions and does things could be contributed to the fact that she was beguiled by the serpent before the man was and she's wiser to bad ideas or to schemes naturally based on the fact that it's part of Eve's psyche to be more skeptical about things up front because she was the first one to be beguiled. That's kind of Peterson, Jordan Peterson talks about that in chapter two a little bit, and he kind of suggests that. Yeah. Well, that it could that be an evolutionary part of a woman. I think that that's an interesting interpretation, but I also think that my, my understanding of, of the story of Eden not being a distinctly literal one, because you feel it's allegory. Uh, unless you want to believe that like Adam and Eve had kids and then they fucked their kids to make more people. Yeah, it's allegory. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that. That and there are, and I would have to look up where, um, but there are um, parts or parts in the Bible or other biblical texts like from the same time period that talk about, or no, it's in the Bible because they talk about the people from the land of Nod as being different and already existing. So the, the idea that Adam and Eve were the first two people on earth is allegorical for sure, even as written in the Bible, because as it's written in the Bible, it acknowledges within a few generations that there's already all, there's these other countries of people. Yeah. So And you couldn't have made entire countries of other people in, in, a gen, in two generations. That's right. not the, it doesn't work that way. And on top of that, if we're to believe that literally that Adam and Eve were the first two people, then they would have to have sex, they would have had children. Right, and then the only way to procreate, they would either had to have sex with their children, or their children would have had to have sex with each other. 
to make more people. Right. Right. So, I mean, I don't. Maybe that. I, I don't think so. Doesn't sound plausible. I'm sure it is allegorical. Okay. Um, but that's but that goes back to, but but the but the point is this is that it goes back to. Well, it's not even free will. It's actually about agency, mm-hmm. which we we actually yeah, 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 yeah. decided that that was two separate things. Yes. Yeah. But so now they t- he talked about Jordan Peterson talked about how Adam hadn't been tempted by the spirit, serpent. Well, the problem is this: is that well in the in the uh, theoretical Christian mind, if that's the way to say that, um, it was six days they made the earth. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, and that good man, and then. Man and and Adam and Eve were in the garden, and then God left for a season. Okay, so in our in our in our perception and our small perception of time and mind, again, time is like the word darkness or the word cold. There's no such thing as the word darkness. There's no such thing as darkness. There's no such thing as cold in the world of physics. Because it is absence of li- absence of light for darkness, mm-hmm. or absence of heat for well, cold. They're relative terms, right? So no, that's no, the problem. But it's just it, you have to have the the, the corporeal mind has yeah. to be able to wrap itself around something. Yeah, so exactly. and that's where I think a lot of people, for me personally, because the church doesn't teach this. My church doesn't teach this. The other church doesn't teach this. I don't. I, I think the world is six and a half billion years old, or how old it is. Sure. Because who are we to say how long Adam and Eve were in the garden? Who will? Who are we to say what it? What? What God could possibly mean, or what could possibly be meant by um, a a day or well, a, a season? Why? Right? Or uh, God left the garden for a season, or this happened on this day. This happened on this day. Right. Like. Um, so now we're assuming that the days for well, God and he could have called it step one, step two, step three. Instead, of, but instead he called it a day. Well, step one I made, I made this, and the step two I made this, step three I made this, and on the seventh step I did nothing. You see what I'm saying? But he called it. You call it a day because then well, you call it a day simple, because that's how human sim- beings yeah, can relate to like. Here's a chunk of time in which you, as a human choose to accomplish a task yes right and so obviously no well the sun cycles seven up and down seven times in a week Mm -hmm. see what i'm saying so i mean you have to that's what they're they're breaking everything down cyclical you know and this is this may be in the weeds i'm sorry but the 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 perception though it, it affects your perception of free will, or even your perception of agency and how it works. What, what does? Well, your idea that you limit God in how how you think time works. Well, yeah, I mean, you have an eternal being, you and you're putting him under your 24-hour exactly. Clock. And that's that. That's a lot of my. That's a lot of the issues that I have. I think with people's literal interpretations of the Bible or any other religious texts not just the bible but that's probably you know growing up in the u.s christian well, that's I think, the one that i'm well, most well acquainted with so that's the one i'll talk okay, about it but, always comes back for me to mosaic or isaiah 55 8 mm-hmm. you know uh, um, uh, 50, chapter 55 verse 8 9 you know your, your thoughts are not my thoughts your ways are not exactly. my ways so uh, you know you need to quit we need to quit painting god into a corner and having conversations that are Stupid and gender strife. 
Yes. Oh, I 100% <laughs> agree with that. Like, as this is a conversation that I had with my wife's parents because they were both LDS for a long time. Um, they both got out of the church as adults, and usually that that leads to um, a fair amount of resentment. I have I have yet to meet LDS people who left the church on good terms. Do you know what I mean? Now right. I'm sure there are some out there. There are people, but there but, are people who leave the church on bad terms and still come back. Oh sure, sure. I'm not. I'm, but I'm talking about these people. So yes, please, please. Anyway, they they um they left the church not on great terms, and and they said, okay, we this and this and this, and we're atheists now, right? We believe in science, we're atheists. And I'm like, okay. So, if you believe in science, and you're, you're you know, let's, let's, let's talk brass tacks here. You're atheist. That means you don't believe that there's any higher power, that there's no intelligence greater than, than you, than humans, right? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, okay, why is that? Why do you believe, based on science, that that's the case? You know, and they have all these discussions about, well, there's no this, but then I'm like, well, there's lots of things that we have no idea how to explain. In fact, most things we can't really explain that well. Well, you know, most things we don't even know that we need to explain that we can't explain that well. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, the arguments that are put forth by most atheists about why God doesn't exist aren't arguments of science. I have yet to hear a scientific argument for why God does not exist. I've heard plenty of scientific arguments for why you can't be sure that God does exist, and that's perfectly acceptable. Of course you can't be certain that God exists scientifically. Duh. But I have yet to hear a single good argument that proves God doesn't exist from a scientific standpoint. And when I ask most atheists, including my wife's parents, the arguments that I get are very emotionally based arguments. They're not arguments of scientific fact, which is interesting because that's what most atheists purport to stand on is science. But then when I ask them why they think God doesn't exist or, you know, and, and what, what makes them think that and believe that, and the, the things that they talk about are very much these um, touchy-feely, emotional, non-scientific arguments. Um, it ha it's usually something along the lines of, well, you know, if God existed or if, you know, if there's a loving God, um, how can there be so much pain in the world or how can there be so much death and suffering or how can he allow... Um, mass murderers or people to have child sex slave rings or you know any number of those types of questions right um, and I said well I, I understand what you're getting at right like a God who's totally loving and generous and kind why would he allow that happen and the, the, the Christian answer the doctrinal Christian answer is because God allows for 
agency or free will. Right. Because if God was to say to an individual, if God was to stop the action of an individual who would harm another, then he would be interfering with the free will of man. And consequently, salvation would be no good, right? Yes. It wouldn't be valid. And that's the right. issue with agency or free will, is that if God was to intervene in the affairs of man to prevent these negative things from happening, then he would be um, removing the free will necessary to accept the gift of salvation. That's that's the Christian doctrine yeah. and understanding of it. Now, that's not mine. I just want to state yeah, that yeah. so that you know, if, if I may really quick. Yeah, yeah please, please. Uh, Bruce Almighty, Jim Carrey, mm -hmm. um, when Morgan Freeman gives him the computer mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to face it, and yeah. he gets all these emails and prayers asking to win the lottery, so he lets everybody win the lottery, and everybody you know, gets a buck fifty-six. Bucks. Yeah, yeah fix, buck fifty-six cents or something like that. You know, yeah. and then they're mad at God. Yeah. Well, he answered your prayer. You all won the lottery. You won the lottery. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm sorry, but that's 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 that would be the example of it's it's trivial compared to atonement or redemption, mm -hmm. but it's the same idea of you know if God gave you everything you asked for, then it'd be for naught. Yeah. You, we'd all, we'd have no agency, we'd have no, well, how could you know what sadness is? So you could actually enjoy your happiness. Well, this is an interesting thing that Alan Watts uh, talked about and that I've thought about and that is said in a number of ways by a number of different people, but the idea is that like, well, why isn't your life perfect, right? What would it take to make your life perfect? So that you, no complaints, nothing. Oh, my life's perfect, don't have anything to complain about, everything's perfect, well, no. Would it be like oh, a few million dollars or would it be just that like whatever I wanted or needed, I, all I had to do was think it and it would be there? What would make your life perfect if you never had to want for anything or situation and it was just exactly as you desired it? Would that make it perfect? And then you start to think about this. Okay, well, what would it mean, right? Because you get up every day and you work really hard and you stress and you do this and you do that and you... Oh, I'm gonna put these shoes on and get this and that. I'm gonna go to work and like, stop. Oh, I need a coffee. I'm kind of tired and you know maybe I'll smoke a cigarette. I'll turn the radio on. You do all these things every day, right? Every day, like, right? Do the things that the creatures why? of habit. Why? Why? Why are you doing them? Who knows? What are you trying to do? No, I'm asking. You're why? trying to make it through the day. You're trying to cut yourself out of your life. Cut your cut your way through life. So you're just trying to get to the you're end. Just trying so to, to hack. To you're trying to hack day? your way through life. Yeah. I don't buy that. I know. I'm just. I'm just grasping at straws here. Cause no, I know, but I'm. Being, I know you're I'm, looking for I'm something being specific. Serious. No, I'm not. I just want to know. Like, I, I mean, well, I think like, I want some ideas that would be like why people think they do that, and I don't. Okay. I have my ideas about why I think why I do it, which has changed a lot. But I like, think. I think if you're looking for one answer to make your life better, you're you're not you're you're missing. I'm not the looking whole point. for one answer. I know, no, I know, but I say that's what I'm saying. The way he poses the question, though, is. What's the one thing that make your life better? Isn't that what he said? No, it was what would be necessary, not the one thing. But okay. What okay. would be necessary, be it a million different things or 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 one overarching concept? Right. What would be necessary for you to be not perfect, but happy, but but um, content? How about that? How about okay. content? Right. That's a good question. At peace. Right. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Right. What would be necessary? Because that's all, and I really think that's what, that's what everybody tries to do. They get up in the morning and they go, 
where's my center of peace? All they want to feel is content, peaceful. I mean, I couldn't think of anything that everybody is looking for more that nobody wants to admit to, right? What yeah. our entire society is built around comfort. We have microwave ovens because it's faster and convenient and more comfortable. We have ovens because it's faster and convenient and more comfortable. We have, you know, think of every iteration of technology. It has only been to make it whatever we're trying to do, whatever task it is at hand that the technology is for or applied to, is only there to make it easier and more convenient, more comfortable. See, that's what that dude that was talking to Jimmy Dore, I don't remember his name now, was talking about how... Mm -hmm. The further we go with technology, the further civilization grows, the less quality of life we actually truly have. I think that that is true, but it's not inherently true. I think that that's true right now in the way that we apply it. I don't think that that's inherently a function of technological improvement, but I think that it is a function of the culture that we have built and the society that we have built around our technical innovation. Yes. So... It's true, but not the way you said it. It's true in this culture and society and the way that we are using and applying technology. I don't think inherently that technology causes that. That's fair. Although I do think that it is very easy to fall into that trap, so to speak. Yeah. But that it's not necessary is all I'm getting at. But um, the, the comfort... And that's what I think it is. That's what I think everybody's doing. Whether they know it or not, that's what you do. When you wake up, every moment, every stress, everything, what's it geared towards? What? Well, if I could just get a little bit more money or if I could just get this podcast going and then I could make money off that. And then I'll be doing something that I care about, right? Right. But who gives a shit if you're doing something you care about or if you're on the phones? You do obviously care. And so why? Why do you care? Because you think that you'll be more content, you'll be more at peace, there will be less strife inside of you. Right. You'll be more comfortable yeah. on a daily basis. Well, maybe I'll create more doing hope. something. Create you more find hope for yourself. Fulfilling. Yeah. Right. Create hope for yourself. Yeah. Whatever you say about it. Right. If you're creating hope for yourself, why? Why do you want to create hope for yourself? Who gives a shit? Well, because the world is bombarding you without hope. It's destroying. It it kicks at the layers of your foundation. So so your building crumbles. So what? I'm asking why you want to avoid that. Well, because I don't want to... Because I don't want to feel like I don't have... That's what I'm talking I don't want to feel like I have something that's not of worth and that I I have to carry that, that... I revert back to that bucket of shit. Exactly. That doesn't feel good. Right? Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm saying at the, at underneath all of this stuff, I think that it's mostly about contentment, about comfort. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Everybody should be You say a million different things, but underneath it all is I'm trying to, to get to a place where I I feel content, like truly true contentment. Right. And and that 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 takes a lot of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Or it can take a lot. Or it can take nothing. That's the thing about being content. 
you yeah. think that it takes a lot of different things and a lot of different input and a lot of different stuff and a lot of doing and shifting and shuffling around and getting yourself in just the right position where everything is aligned and oh I got the thing lined up and I did the podcast and it's successful and this works and this works and I got this and my house is paid off and... are you content now oh shit no I think I well I got the house paid off and we got the podcast going so good and I got all this money I think we need to do some promotional stuff and maybe I want to fucking get a cabin and this are you content yet you gotta pick that line don't you that's the thing that line is anywhere you want. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have anything to do oh, yeah. with any of the stuff. It doesn't have anything to do with whether you're on a podcast or on the fucking phones. It doesn't have anything to do with whether you, you flip burgers or you tattoo or you fucking um, push a broom or you greet at Walmart. That's the point. It's because you've been doing this thing, searching, 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 like looking. You do it all day, every day. Yeah. And you fool yourself into thinking that with each new different thing, you're doing something different, right? Well, I'm not doing that. Right now, I'm getting a coffee. Oh, I'm not doing that. Right now, I'm thinking about the argument that I had with my kid. Oh, I'm not doing that. Right now, I'm daydreaming about going out on my friend's boat this weekend while I give 20% of my attention to this call that I'm on. Oh, I'm not, right? Really, it's just the same thing. Yeah. All you're doing the whole time is, how can I make my life complete? How can I find contentment? Where is it? I'll go home tonight, right? Go home after the whole work day. All that, all that's done. You go home. Yeah. You're gonna sit on the couch. You relax, right? Go home. Yeah. Sit on the couch. Relax. Put the TV on. Click. What do I want to watch? I want Netflix. Netflix. Check through Netflix. Flip through Netflix. Five minutes. And it's fuck Netflix. Nothing on Netflix. Maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll watch The Witcher a fourth time. You know, I'll watch, yeah, I'll watch Witcher. Put The Witcher on. Uh, Witcher, it's, it's going, you know. Oh, I'm kind of thirsty. Maybe I'll get up, get up, go to the fridge. Get a, get a soda. Get a juice. I'll be, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to get a juice. Get my juice. I'll sit down and watch The Witcher. My back's a little sore. I'm going to get a heating pad. Watch The Witcher. This position's not quite right. Maybe if I shift this way, maybe that's better. I'm not going to watch, watch the, Witcher. the Witcher. I'm going to fall my ass asleep. <laughs> well, you, you, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to shift over here. I'm drinking that juice. Why? Now I got to pee. Maybe I'll pee. I'll pee. Get up, take a pee. Um, man, I'm kind of hungry. Maybe I'll get some snack. Maybe a snack. Some crackers. We'll go with good crackers. Cheese. Cheese is good. Sitting down. Man, this show, I don't even like The Witcher. I've watched this, I've watched this show three times. I've watched this one season, because that's all they have, three times. I'm gonna watch something else. I don't wanna watch, I don't wanna, don't go sit in the backyard. Let's sit in the backyard and listen to music. Put this album on, I'm gonna sit in the hot tub. What are you looking for? What are you doing? Yeah. That's it, that's what people do all day, every day. This that's isn't, true. This isn't, not this. That's this true. thing, maybe this thing we will all do, do that. Yeah. Maybe this thing will do it. Maybe this thing will make this moment complete. Really? We all do it. Yeah. But when you start paying attention to yourself doing it, you start to feel real silly. And then you, you start to not do it. Yeah. And when you start to not do it, 
then you start to look back at how you did that every moment of every day for for me for 30 something for 30, I don't know 33 years <laughs> and you look at it and you go I thought I had free will but really every choice I made was just me looking everywhere to be content for 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 peace for contentment for love and compassion for these things right these intangible things but you're looking but you don't know you're looking for that yeah you just think i'm thirsty you think my leg hurts this thing you think oh it would be better if this oh maybe you end with this oh what about that and you think oh i'm just well really i just like coca-cola and really i just really just wanted to watch netflix and none of these things are related and it's not that thing that you say okay well are you content yet yeah and that 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 was really what did it for me was because i had to go like what looking 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 for and then you realize you've been looking for this thing love because that's what allows you to feel content yeah is knowing that you know like being full of love and acceptance will be perfectly content you know um, but you look back and you, you you see so many years of you going through your life exercising your free will and now I'm doing finger quotes <laughs> as as nothing more than a bunch of nervous ego manifestation searching for the love that it buried yeah and you feel silly yeah but then you feel good yeah you know and um, but then you go wait a minute I didn't fucking have a choice in any of that I thought I did with every choice, but every choice was just the same choice, and they were all silly, yeah. and none of them got me any closer to the thing, you know? <laughs> oh, and then we should probably throw luck in, too. Luck? There's no such thing. I know, there's no such thing as luck. There's no such thing. That was the conversation I had years and years ago with people. I finally gave up. If you believe in, if a person believed in luck, I just said, good luck with them. <laughs> I had a guy tell me one time, he goes, well, I found it $100. I was, he says, I had this swimming hole I always swam at. Mm -hmm. And one day I found a $100 bill at the bottom of this pond because, you know, it was luck. I mean, it was luck. I said, okay, so you chose to dive in, right? On, you know, from your whatever platform you were using, right? He said, yeah. And I said, then what happened? He goes, well, I chose to swim a little further. Did and you? luckily I found a $100 bill on the bottom of that pond. I said, so you made a choice to swim further, and the consequence of that choice was finding a $100 bill. That's not luck, you made a choice. Maybe. And you had a consequence come from that. Or it didn't. 
That's the other. That's the other side of that free will thing. You say, "Oh, I made a choice to swim a little further." No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah, you're just flopping around in the water. <laughs> you fucking look at a choice to swim yeah, you're a little like, further. Get like, the fuck out of here. I'm going to do something a little different than I yeah, normally fuck do. That. That's, yeah. that's that's bullshit. You made a choice to swim further. You know what he did? He jumped in the water. He flopped around, and. He fucking bumped into a hundred dollar bill because for whatever reason he was supposed to have a hundred that hundred dollar bill and he fucking had it. Yeah. And it didn't happen any other way because as soon as he found the hundred dollar bill, he had it. Right. And before it happened, it was gonna happen just that way. There you go. I don't there's no there's no oh I chose to swim the fuck out of here. You jumped in the water and you Well you can't say you, you can't say you chose to do something and call it luck though. That's my that was my yes, point. Exactly. You can't And that's fine. But the idea that you chose to swim a little further, get the fuck out of here, dude. You were flopping around in the water. Yeah. And you flopped around some more and you bumped into some money. I don't you know, you don't have to call it luck to say that it wasn't your choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of other options. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> that's I, in fact, I try not to tell people that they're lucky, you know, because it's oh, like... Yeah. No. Good luck. You know, you say it because you want the best for people. I don't think... I, you know, I, people but, tell me that... I'm, I don't know. Fortunate. I like fortunate. I like the word blessed. Blessed. Blessed is better. Fortunate is good. Blessed is, is better. Yeah. And, um... Because that's 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 closer to the truth of it, and the truth of it is that none of it was mine. Yeah. None of the and none of the words are mine, and none of the smart ideas that I have are mine, and none of the money that I get to. Well, I mean, it's not it's not my thing. It's not my bag. Like it is. It's cool. I get to fucking have that. Yeah. But like, I didn't do that shit. Well, how many times have you had an idea and you think, well, that's a great idea. I should do something about that, and then you start doing research or. You forget about it for a week or two. You write it down. I'll go back to this because I'm doing this right now. And you come back, and then in the news it says, "Oh, this came out, and this person did this." You're like, That's "My fucking idea! I don't even know that guy. How did that guy come up with my fucking idea?" Because you're not right. the only yeah. person who has. Because yeah, it wasn't your idea. Yeah, it's not the only. You're not the only person who has. That's the thing about ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just mine. Y'all, yeah, fuck that. That's that's still because people think that the ideas that they have are inside their own heads. Yeah. That's where my ideas are. They're right here in my thinky parts. No. No. <laughs> but but, but it, the, everybody has the same opportunity to have those same same thinky ideas. Sure. That's my point. Exactly. That You're but not, the reason why everyone has the same opportunity to have those same ideas is because it's not their idea. It's just an idea. Yeah. And there's an idea, and then there's a bunch of individual consciousness, and all those individual consciousnesses have an ability to access an idea. Right. Well, I, used, I like to think of myself as a problem solver. I don't know how good of a problem solver I am. Uh, I had somebody tell me a long time ago, if you're just bitching because you have a problem, then you're just bitching. If you don't have a solution, you're just bitching. Yeah. Have a solution. If you have a problem, think of a solution, and you know... Um, we talked about last night about Gene Simmons on The Apprentice years ago, mm-hmm. and he's in charge. He was in charge of one of the, the things, and he he was throwing out these ideas that were just stupid as fuck, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody asked him, he says, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Well, I'm getting all the stupid ideas out of the way so we can have a good idea." Yeah. So that's 
Yeah. That's that's not a bad thing, you know. No, no, it's not no. Always. Again, it no, depends on how no. you do it, and are you gendering strife? Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, moments of clarity, Mikey. That's right. Moments of clarity. What are you looking for? Brother, I don't know how we, uh, I don't know if we hashed it out enough, but I feel like we at least dug into it some. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, if we have I, other I thoughts, we'll do it what, again. I appreciate what we got out. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Thank yeah, you yeah. for having this conversation. No, thanks for having it. I mean, it's like, I always feel like I always have the, I, I, you want me to talk about what we want to talk about, and I, I'm glad you did that. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> Everybody's like, I'll oh, pick something fun occasionally, that, I guess. That fucking Bob, all he does is talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, this is Bob. And this is Jordan. And this has been Shop Talks. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend, baby. See you next week. Bye-bye.